Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. I sure am glad this is a radio show where nobody takes our advice and bets on <laughs> the advice we give them. That they, that they, that, that they listen to this show. Our Fade fans it. know that we are sitting here pontificating as a couple of fans who enjoy watching the games because, well, welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Uh, we're apologizing for last week's uh, show where immediately... It's not our fault. Before, well, it was our fault. Before Iowa went out and laid an egg against Indiana, we predicted fairly substantive victories, uh, as did, I think, everybody. But, we, you know, but on top of that, I think the funnier part, the, the, the part to me that was really funny was how I started saying there's no way that the 150 number was going to hold up, right? And Iowa was it was, should be 160. Iowa was a 90 to 70, 92, 90, right? right? And they lose it 81 to 69. And I texted you immediately at 150. And what did I text back? Math. 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 It's all math. I don't understand how they do that. I mean, they were one. It was on the dog on them. Anyway. Obviously, Iowa, the, the basketball team last week, a shocking loss to Indiana, 81-69. But I think if you watch that basketball game, and uh, we're going to get you prepared for uh, Illinois tomorrow night and everything, but if you watch that basketball game, you could feel it. You could feel the way they were playing. First half, even Joe Wieskamp was on fire. He he went, ran away and hid in the second half. Don't know what happened to him. And you could feel Indiana was covering up Iowa's guards the way that, that you need to. And, and we talked about this uh, – two or three weeks ago about what uh, Maryland did at Illinois a couple of weeks ago is they started they just beat the living snot out of Kofi Coburn and Ayodisamo down low right they just we're just going to foul you until it, it doesn't matter we're just going to foul you and make you beat us from the outside and Illinois young younger players their guards they have a couple of older ones but a couple of younger ones they didn't make up for it. Maryland won that game in an upset. This is same what thing. That's the same so, thing that they did to Minnesota. It, and they did the same thing to Minnesota. And this is a strategy Indiana used and did and used very well. By the way, I thought that they played terrific perimeter defense against Jordan Bohan. It wasn't all just him being cold. He got frustrated, I think. But I thought they played really good perimeter defense and they beat the snot. When out was of the last time low. Jordan was zero for ten though? Oh, ex- exactly. And we're going to go, we're going to, as Iowa's season progresses, knocking on wood that it does, and we don't have more of these, these postponements, I think, i got to move this closer, don't I? I think you're going to see, there's, there's a thread that's going to run through Iowa's losses, right? Uh, they're cold from the outside. Bad shooting. All, all three games, bad, cold from the outside, and the other team gets ridiculously hot. I wouldn't say that the Minnesota game, they were completely cold. I mean, they ended up still scoring 90 points. It, but Minnesota, it, they they weren't, that's probably true. They weren't but as hot as cer- it could be. Certainly Gonzaga and Indiana, both those games, I would just shot the ball horribly, particularly in the second half. I mean, good Lord, 12 minutes basically without scoring a 12, field goal. 12 minutes without a field goal. A 23-3 to run for Indiana. And in that in that second half, Indiana shot sixty six point three percent from the three point line. What happened up at Minnesota? They hit six threes in a row to beat you at the end of the game. I mean, this is Iowa's you know their Achilles heel on defense. I don't believe it's nearly as bad on the dribble drive penetration this year as it's been. I believe it's just those guys standing in the doggone corner and Fran can't figure out how to get guys out there. They get open threes, and if they get hot, and you know. And you're not – I think Iowa, for the first time this year, this is the first time I thought that I looked at them and I thought they're feeling pressure. Yeah, they, they – I don't want to say they panicked, but 
they were clearly they went from a confident basketball team to a frustrated basketball team. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, probably yes. in four minutes of basketball time, and it was just it was just weird. Uh, I mean, you know, Luca was kind of trying to do too much. He he couldn't get the kickouts. You know, losing CJ there that whole second half. And hopefully he's able to come back and play tomorrow. And it doesn't sounds look, doesn't look good. Sounds iffy. I mean, did they say what it is? Nope. No. Uh, no. It's a lower leg injury. So that don't tell me he broke his. No, I don't think he's anything broken because they're they're saying it's still kind of a day to day thing. So we can we'll talk to Tom a little bit about that. But I, I, I to me, it's either shin splints, right, which is a two week, three week thing, and you got to stay off, right? You can't run. I've had them. High ankle sprain uh, or the or the high ankle sprain. No, the, the plantar fasciitis. Well, that was his deal last year, wasn't it? So I've had all I've had all three of these, right? I've I've got the inserts here to prove it, right? So the so the plantar fasciitis He's five five eight with the inserts well, five the, six with <laughs> well, the plantar fasciitis is is one of the issues, right? It's flat feet, and the flat feet actually also cause your um, cause your uh, shin splints. So I had shin splints when I was when I was in in high school. And, uh, and I thought and we all had, got that because we grew too fast. Uh, that was what they. But they Oz came back and said, "Slaughter, I believe, was the they term." They came back and said, uh, "You've got these flat feet. You need to wear these inserts, right?" And I wore them for a long time. Then I didn't. And when I became an adult, I don't know. When the kids were in little league, no, I had. No I wonder had you point, could never get in the vision. army. Didn't try. That was my asthma too. But you know, I'll so you <laughs> I'll give you the asthma. But you're you're right. No, I, I mean without C.J. Frederick, they they needed him. They needed Stone Cold, right? They needed their answer, right? They needed Stone Cold C.J. Frederick to answer. They didn't have him. Bohannon's missing things. Luca got frustrated. Joe, this is, like you said, Joe, in, he ran and hit in the second half. Basically, well, and, and I don't know if it so much that he was hidden. It's just that he he's not the greatest at, at coming off ball screens. And getting looks, um, occasionally he is, um, but you know a lot of the shots he was making in the first half were in the flow of transition. They were in the flow of the game, yep. and he'd get the ball and, and drive, and he was finishing. And in the second half, he didn't have any of that. But it's a good wake up call for the Hawks. Um, you might have had an overconfident team going in there, thinking, "Okay, this is Indiana. We should beat them." Or ten point favorite, and not that they paid too much attention to that, but you know, nevertheless, um, you know, certainly they were they were favored, heavily favored at home. Well, and you've mentioned so. Th- this is not we 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 talked all fall about how this was going to be a Big Ten gauntlet, and then Iowa played so well that it just felt like there 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 was maybe one or two teams that actually should compete with them, right? But if you go back, Indiana and Maryland were still on that group, right, that, that are NCAA-caliber teams. Iowa went and pounded Maryland, but Maryland went to Illinois and won. Maryland went to Minnesota and won, right? Maryland is the same in the same vein as Indiana right now, and I, I believe and I believe Purdue probably, right? These are, these are three teams that are NCAA-caliber teams that are kind of like Iowa usually is, right? They're right on the bubble. They're they're going to be 500 teams. They're better than your average. They're teams. seven to ten seeds. They're seven to ten seeds, right? And they're dangerous, right? If they play well, they're dangerous. If you play poorly, you will you can get beat. And I'll, Iowa got beat by one of them. I'll tell you who you I know? think is dangerous. I think Wisconsin's dangerous, and I think Ohio State's dangerous. So Ohio State, uh, I so that's uh, next Thursday night, by the way, which will alter our show a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but. Um, they are dangerous. That number 13, 12 and 4, 
They've been coming along. They've been getting now. Last night they had a challenge from Penn State at home. Last night, did you watch any of that? No. Penn State had a had a shot to to uh, I think the tire win at the end and didn't get it done. But Ohio State's got a lot of talent. Um, well, and, they they know, basically run a four guard offense, right? So and that's that's challenging. That that fits right into challenging Iowa in a lot of ways, in a different way than what we've talked about, right? And but they run a four guard four guard offense, and, and I'm what I'm really interested in though to change subjects a little bit is to see how Michigan State comes back. Rutgers two and a half point favorite tonight at home against Michigan State, and you know. We obviously we had a tough game at Rutgers. Came out victorious. Rutgers lost five in a row then, but finally beat Indiana on the road the other night. And played really actually and played really well. I, yep. I actually watched a fair amount of that game, and they did play. They played a lot. Ron Harper, Ron Harper Jr. is the entire key to that basketball team. If he gets going, it seems like everybody else can, because he draws defenders, and then you know other guys can can do some things. Um, you know, so I'll be interested to see how Michigan State comes back. I, you know, I watched uh, most of the first Drake-Missouri uh, State game the other night. And Drake came out that uh, first half and was just, you could tell they hadn't played in three weeks. Right. And and in the second half, they came out and all of a sudden, boy, did they put the screws on on defense and then the shots started to fall. So, you know... I could see Michigan State coming out and really having a slow coming out the gates and then, you know, sort of coming back as the game goes on. But so when do we – so we have – we were just talking about this. How many games do we have? So the the so the schedule has been altered They've because of the postponement of Michigan State a couple of weeks ago. They're adding a game this Tuesday. Okay. So we got Friday night. Illinois. 8 p.m. Fox Sports 1. Tuesday night at home. Michigan State. Michigan State. No time given so far. FS1. FS1, right? Thursday. Thursday, Ohio State at home. 6 o'clock. ESPN. Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday at, at Indiana, 11 a.m. Perfect. CBS? Uh, Fox. Okay. Fox National. So it's something like we six. Get them. F- I think we get them over there. Uh, I do, too. I think it's six games. Oh, I think we're going to be liquored up in pissed off to, to well, borrow a you and I line certainly might be liquored right. up but me but, more than uh, you probably but let me let, I would say this six and 50, six games in 15 days I think it's six and 14 or 15 days right but then you counted it up I didn't go any further than that it might be 13 and 26 it, this is going to be jammed in here I think some people Plus have made, we still got to uh, reschedule Nebraska right I, well and I so I just wonder if the Big Ten just the pitch just, just kicks Nebraska out <laughs> does the Big Ten turn around and go? You know what? Let's not have a tournament. Let's finish our regular season. Let's get. Let's just use this last week to finish up games, and then we'll let teams go into the NCAA tournament fresh. They get to play a game or two in that last week. We don't have to travel. I mean, who knows? I mean, there. I. I right now there I are no not, there are no rules. Right, but I would. I would not. As much as I love the the, the tournament atmosphere, since there's no fans going to be there. No, if they're in Indiana, uh, parents, they're going to let parents. Well, at least, gonna, at least people. Yeah. Um, but well, the NCAA is going to have people at those games. Well, not very many, are they? I think so. I don't know what. Uh, I mean, the Colts always had. They had decent fans. I mean, twenty. Well, 
Right. 20%. Well, they've got to make the they got to let the NCAA make the determination. My point is, I don't I don't see the 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 wisdom of squeezing all of these games in now and getting everybody tired and beat up, and then you run into a four game week. Your champion, so your champion probably plays something like fourteen games in a month, and then you end up at the Big Ten tournament trying to play three games in three days. Uh, ostensibly jamming that in. Then you turn around and you travel well, immediately to uh, Indianapolis. Aren't you if, you, know? if you're one of those top four, you, you got, got three games. You get a, yeah, you get a three. It'd be, it'd, right? It'd be, you could, uh, you, there's possibility of playing five to win now. But, yes, three right, right now. You in Friday, the, Saturday, Sunday. In the pigtail. Sunday. Yeah, in the pigtail, right? <laughs> So I'm, I, it's it's just a thought. This is this is quite a uh, this is quite a schedule that that's being put in front of them. Illinois, of course, ranked uh, number nineteen, but for, for uh, tomorrow night, but they're number uh, I believe they're number five? seven seven in the net. Uh, Hawks are number five in the net. Number five. seven AP, by the way, uh, at twelve and three and six and two. Number five in the net, but then Illinois is number seven in the net, even though they're ten and five. So um, uh, obviously, tough game there. Uh, Michigan State is Michigan State. Certainly Duke is Duke. Right. Uh, Ohio State's ranked 13th. They're in the top 10 in the net. Um, you know, and, and Indiana just beat you. Just right? beat you, right. So this is, this is, this is not easy. It's not going to be easy. Um, it's, it's something. I, I would like to see them go ahead and – I don't care if they lose. Rest, uh, rest, rest C.J. Frederick. Well, until he's until he's good to go. Until he's good to go. Until he's really good to go. I don't care if you lose a couple games. Get get somebody else some experience. You lose a couple games. You get a lower seed. I want this team ready to go in the NCAA tournament. Right. I, and right. I mean, I do. I want. I'm tired of this of the first round, second round exits. I want the Sweet Sixteen. I want a shot at the Final Four. I want the. I want if if it has to be 1979, and we go 500 in the Big Ten because Ronnie Lester right. is out. But you go to the Final Four because he, they won every game he played that year with the exception of the one that he got hurt in against Louisville. Every game he played in, they won, right? And, that, and that's something. That, that's what I want, right? So, um, actually, did he play in the last Big Ten game? Anyway, I, the all-non-conference. They were undefeated in the I don't think he played again until the NCAA I didn't tournament. Think he, I didn't think he did either. But um, – uh, either way, that's what I'm fine with. That I've seen this team win enough. I don't feel like if uh, if if we really could win the Big Ten outright championship, that'd be really cool. I don't feel like that's happening if CJ's not well. So let's get him well and let's get ready for the NCAA tournament. Or, or maybe we we find something in Perkins. Maybe we maybe, right. Maybe we let loose right uh, Joe Toussaint a little bit more. Who didn't play the first 18 minutes of the second half the other day comes in, causes all kinds of havoc, makes some shots, gets to the free throw line, and you kind of wonder, well, where's that been? And you know, certainly there's always clamoring, sort of like the backup quarterback. But right, it was interesting that it's been interesting that he's lost. He's been the one to lose minutes out of all this. Well, and. You know, especially when Jordan isn't shooting it well. I mean, if Jordan's hot, obviously you want to keep him in there. Right. But, I mean, the dude was 0 for 6, 0 for 7. I think I I, I certainly would have, uh, you know, put in Joe and let him go and see if he could cause some problems on defense, which he did. And it, I'll tell you what, the defensive unit that they were playing there 
was when they, scary. When you throw Perkins and, and Toussaint and Eulis in there together, boy, they can they can Holy really cover moly, you up quick. And did they, your, uh, it's a different it's a different level of speed. Your foot speed got yeah. so much faster. It is it is uh, a lot different. And you know, in Keegan Murray, obviously, he is still a. Uh, you know, very high up in terms of steals in the Big Ten, and I think he still leads Hawks in steals. And he played very well at times. I, I thought, I thought he got, I thought he got freshman by the officials on the defensive end. Yeah, a little there bit. There were two or three times where it was like, that's not a foul. Dude, well, the dude knocked him out of the way. Not, not, not by comparison to all the other fouls no. that happened. In in you know the what's so interesting in in Big Ten officiating, and I mean this has been going on since Ed Hightower, Tom Rucker. <laughs> and uh, going all the way back to Jim Bain. And they let it go under the basket and they call ticky tech stuff. Uh, out. All know, right. Nickel Dimer. Nickel Dimer. So Hawkeye women, by the way, down one at home to Northwestern right now in the uh, near the end of the third quarter. We'll keep you updated on that. And we'll come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are back here at the Alchemy Lounge Foundry Distilling Company here in West Des Moines. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Hawkeye women on uh, BTN right now up by one point at home, 58-57 against number 23 Northwestern. It's a pretty good Northwestern team. Iowa has come back from a, a deficit, had a lead, now come back from a deficit. Looking to fast break and put themselves up more, and they did. So we'll keep you updated on that. It'd be nice for them. Uh, considering the postponements that have gone on with them, they haven't been able to play for a couple of weeks now, and they've had uh, two games postponed. Sitting at number 47 in the RPI, I looked that up today just to see if they might be an NCAA tournament team. And I don't, I, you know, there's not a lot of women's basketball talk out there. And we'll keep it to a minimum at that because we got uh, Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com. Who's on the line, as I understand, which not to be confused with online in the interwebs. He's actually on the phone line with us now. Good afternoon, Tom. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I always think that I always think it's five o'clock still, and it's six o'clock. We did it for so long. Five o'clock somewhere. It's five it, o'clock well, it's somewhere. Exact, remember? That's well, exactly right. Well, might as well be here. We're just <laughs> certainly in the mountain time zone. They just hit it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. We we spent the first twenty minutes of this show, Tom, or, uh, recapping what was sort of a shocking loss, um, and and the ways that it came about, and maybe the 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 um, the chink in the armor of the Iowa Hawkeye basketball uh, men's basketball team. But I, you got to feel like um, when they're full strength, it's it's not so bad. So C.J. Frederick's the question here. Uh, what do you know about about his injury and and how long that might be? taking him to get get through well i'll go back to when i first noticed the injury which was at the northwestern game and uh, we were sitting up in press row after the game and he was walking out by the court and had an ice pack on his shin and i was like huh that's interesting wonder if he got kicked or hit or something there's something going on there um and then uh, he goes out of the game. He, you know, obviously was struggling a little bit uh, in the Indiana game in the first half, and just couldn't play him. And then they just didn't play him in the second half. And we saw what happened in the second half to Iowa. And I think I just I just look at the Indiana game, and and I know that you know there are some people out there like Rob Doster have written, oh, this is how you beat Iowa. And it's like I just think it was a 
kind of a perfect storm of things that happened to Iowa in that game with how many, how often is Jordan Bohannon going to miss every shot that he takes? Right. Well, that, that's exactly really, what I said. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it, um, Keegan Murray gets in foul trouble and just can't stay on the floor. Um, you know, CJ's out. Uh, it, it was just kind of a perfect storm of things. And in Indiana was just, they played like a team possessed, like a team that had to have that win. And, and Iowa just didn't match that intensity. And then once it got going in a bad way, it went in a bad way. It just, oh boy. It, just, right. it, snowball, it snowballed really quick because I, I, I wrote during the game in the first half, you could tell Iowa, Iowa was like that veteran pitcher uh, who goes to the mound and they don't have their best stuff, but because they're a veteran, they just knew how to kind of, stay in the game and, yes. and yeah. just kind of give themselves a chance. And then uh, all of a sudden we got to like, you know, sixth, seventh inning and they got shelled and it was yeah. over and well, it, was, I, it went quick. I, you know, I, I was, Iowa made a bucket to go out. I think Nunji got a rebound and, and uh, put it in. They went up eight and I had to go, my wife was watching TV in the bedroom and I went in there to grab something uh, and she said, well, what's the matter? Your team's not winning. I said, no, they're not winning by enough. She said, what do you mean? I said, I don't like the way this is going, right? And it, I think you're right. You could just see they were they were they were existing on on their on their veteran uh, on their veteran veteranship. They were existing, and it just wasn't quite going. And Indiana was playing really well, but I I, I think you make a point. So I, I I'll disagree with this in one way, which is I think that is the way to beat Iowa, and the way to beat Iowa means Iowa has to. Iowa has to have the wrong things happen to them, right? You have to have Jordan Bohan and go cold. You have to have a number of other guys get in foul trouble. I think it is the only way you beat Iowa, and so I think when you go back and say the way you beat Iowa is Iowa has to have bad things happen to it. Otherwise, Iowa can still control the game. So after I got done, I was feeling really bad about the fact, obviously, they lost, but I felt like it as you watched it unfold, it's the way. It's the only way Iowa will lose basketball games. Yeah, they had um, Indiana's kind of done this two straight years, which is you know they did last year in Bloomington too, but Iowa was really limited because that was the I, I believe it was the game that Frederick was what bother was bothering him and had to come out of the game, and uh, so they were really shorthanded. But what what Indiana did last year and what they did this year again was. They really kind of single-guarded Luca, used their fouls, and then the only time they would bring the double and triple team was late in the shot clock, and they would bring like two or three guys, and Luca just didn't react really well to it and didn't move the ball quick enough sometimes, and and that was kind of the formula. Iowa just kind of got shook a little bit, and then they just, you know, well, transit after the game. They didn't guard well in man. They didn't guard well in zone. They were worse in zone than they were yeah, in man. Way, way so, worse in zone. Yeah, yeah I thought, and they were just they were bad. Yeah, I, I thought they had I thought they'd played a pretty good defensive uh, game up until about the, the, the I don't know twelve minute mark, and then it was That's, just it was awful. Right yeah. after it was just awful. You know, I think Indiana. Hey, here's a, here's a here's a here's a stated fact: it's hard to win when you don't have a field <laughs> a made field goal for eleven 12 minutes. Twelve minutes, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. This was just deep in. analysis. That's high-paid analysis for me right there. You know, <laughs> and, that, and that's why you continue to get those checks that big we bucks. send right. you for being on the huddle every week. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so, that's Hard so to funny. win when you go 11 minutes without a field goal. Oh, 
So, Tom, talk to us a little bit about football recruiting to change the subject real fast. Now we got the guy, right? We got we got our kid this week, right? We got the lineman. Mislinski, yeah. Yeah, Mislinski, and that gives, uh, in my opinion, uh, the best offensive line class that Kirk Ferentz has gotten. Um, you know, they've got, you know, four stars Even better than Dace and, Dace and yeah. Dork and those guys? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a better, deeper class. Um you know, they've got three, four stars in this class. Um, and I think Mislinski's going to be, you know, Tyler Linderbaum kind of kind of player. Uh, you know, when when things are all written in about three years, everybody's going to go like, yeah, he should have probably been a four-star. That's just kind of and, – and Janine's dunker is really good. He could be a four-star kid, um, you know, based on what, what I've seen. I think he's just underrated because they didn't play this year. Uh, they're not going to play until the spring, uh, as far as football. And he's from a small school in Illinois, and yep. they just don't see right. that much. Yep. So, um, you know, and, and no camp circuits, nothing. So, just you know, keep an eye on that kid because I think he's going to be really good too. And people are, it's it's easy with the way things went this year. People are not paying as much attention. I just don't feel like people are paying as much. The, the, the Davidikoff kid, geez, he had like thirty-five offers. It was, it was everybody in the country. I mean, you know. This is a deep, this is a this is a I, great offensive line class. I think that Arlen Bruce and the kid from Central De- Central Decatur are just going to be, be great fantastic too. players. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's nice to see that. I, I realize uh, they're probably still um, working on maybe a running back out there. I, but it, it sounds like everybody, even the kid from Louisiana, he decided he wants to stay home, and go to, to Lafayette. So. Maybe they're done with that for the year, Tom. Or do they have anybody else uh, uh, that you know of? I'm I heard from Des Moines North. Uh, okay. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. The Hilson kid from Des Moines North is, uh, you know, maybe going to be their, their running back in this class. I, the thing you find out, and it's the same thing with quarterbacks, um, so the skill position guys. They're just, you know, the portal's filled with guys, but it's also filled with guys who want to go somewhere where they're going to be guaranteed playing time. Right. And. If you're if you're a running back looking around and you're in the portal right now, are you going to look hard at Iowa? No, and, you know you've got no. You, no. yeah because you 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 got you got Tyler Goodson's going to get most of the work, and then you've got um, you know an in-state kid and Gavin Williams who might be the number two guy or Ivory Kelly Martin coming back from his ACL, and you've got depth there, but you'd like to have more depth. But you know these running backs, they're like the quarterbacks. You see all these quarterbacks transfer. Why do they transfer? Because they want to go somewhere and play. Right. You know, they so, don't come to they don't come to share time. They don't come to sit. Uh, they come to play. Yeah. So is there any chance we can get both McCaffreys to transfer to <laughs> Iowa? <laughs> uh, how about those guys? Maybe uh, everybody kind of overrated the McCaffreys, other than I, you know the, the the running back brother who ran wild against Iowa in the yeah, Rose Bowl. Yeah. Right. You know well, the, well, the quarterback maybe, brothers maybe. have not been good. It's yeah, not I mean, good. one from Michigan, one from Nebraska, and uh, you know, I I thought neither, the kid of them, in neither of them could beat out neither of them could beat out pretty average quarterbacks. Yeah, I I can't believe Martinez has started like twenty nine games for Nebraska. Yeah, he's a very average quarterback, he's and average, the Milton kid yeah. that started at Michigan this year was pretty average too. And yeah. oh, very average, uh, especially throwing. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think maybe they're a little bit. If there's name, if their last name wasn't McCaffrey and their their dad wasn't a former NFL player, I think 
they would have been looked at and viewed very differently as quarterback prospects. Yeah, maybe somebody goes to Colorado or Colorado State or something a little bit closer to home. So does does Iowa do spring spring practice this year, Tom? Yeah, they're going to do something, um, but you know, there's no spring break this year for for Iowa. That's usually oh, yeah. when they would, we'd always we would always know that they would start up in spring break. If if I'm Iowa and I'm any college, um, it looks like they're going to start uh, allowing like campus visit kind of stuff after April 16th. So I would try and have um, practice. You know, I would I would uh, push back practice as much as possible. I don't know that they'll allow them around the team or whatever, but you know if you're going to have like a spring like spring practice or something that's going to be open to the public, I don't know that that'll happen. But if it does, I would have it later. I would be you know, looking at finishing up late April. You yeah, know, why not? What's interesting is I just got the email. I'm sure you did too about uh, season tickets. Oh, the, oh, wow. Uh, uh, I did right just now. You mean no, like oh. uh, last, like last Friday. Oh yeah, reminding me that I paid last year and that I still have a credit. There yes. you go. Yes, so I, I, I got my money back. So I, I didn't take my money back. Yeah, but uh, I didn't. I just left it sitting there, and that'll be good. Um, hey, so, can I can I give you guys a little bit of uh, yeah, yes. maybe news, maybe news. I, I, I and again, not well sourced. I'll just say not well sourced, but just somebody that. Um, know some things sometimes and sometimes doesn't, but um, uh, sent me a text a little bit ago that said, I think uh, C.J. Frederick's playing tomorrow night. So we'll see. Oh. Uh, bro- Heard it here I was, first. I was, I was not, I was not, I was not, I was not enthused about that uh, I, um, in, um, yesterday. I didn't think it was going to happen. But Fran said it was day to day. He said, he goes, Really, truly, he is day to day. Well, like, it, you know, it, did, aren't we all? Have you ever had shin splints, Tom? I mean, I, if that's what yeah. it is, it yeah, you you know, right? It's a it's a thing. Once it when it when it feels better, it feels better. But until then, you don't want to run on it, right? So who knows? So yeah. they could use him tomorrow. We have not gotten we have not gotten an official diagnosis of shin splints from anyone. No, so, I guess uh, that's true. I guess that's true. It's it's. I tell you what, there's no question. They what they needed the other night, and I you know I I, I I call him this because he does deliver the big shot. Is Stone we needed Stone Cold C uh, J Frederick to be the guy to stop the runs at some point in time for against Indiana, and Iowa needs that guy who's got the the cojones to step up and make the big shot when things aren't going right, and he's he's one of those guys, right? So it could yeah. be really big tomorrow night. And I, you know I, I, I it's funny uh, this this game tomorrow night, and we'll turn towards that. This was the best game I watched all last year. We've got two minutes left, so we'll go. This was the best game I watched all last year. It was replayed a couple of times this summer, Iowa versus Illinois at uh, at Carver. Uh, the one at uh, at uh, in Champaign went 78-76, Hossman. Yeah. This was a war twice. It should be a terrific basketball game. It should. You know what else? That that, that game last year in Champaign on March 8th is the last, last game that uh, – Either team played in front of a crowd. Last game I attended with with a crowd. Wow, um, was was that so game? We, we, I, I just, go to sh- it's how it's how I mark time right now. Is like <laughs> that's all. It's indelibly marked in my head um, that that was the last game I got to see a game with fans in attendance. Isn't that something? With a lot of fans, a full house, not just right. parents. 
Like real wow. fans. Real fans. Loud, wow. obnoxious. Hawks had a it chance too. Wild. Hawks had so a chance. And, that, and that atmosphere in that atmosphere was electric in Champaign. It was yeah. as good of a college basketball crowd as I've ever been around. And the people were into it. The teams were into it. The, you know, you remember the game in Iowa City where the, there was a dust up in the handshakes. Oh yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the handshakes, right? It was so fun. It was. It was really. It so was do you get to go tomorrow, Tom? Yeah, I'll be there. All right, good. Yep. We'll have our on-the-spot reporter. <laughs> on-the-spot reporter. Real quick, oh. do you think? What, what do you think? Uh, the, uh, Illinois is ten and five. They're very beatable at home, and yet at the same time, they're Illinois. They're really good. They're really good. Um, I think if Frederick plays, I think Iowa's going to win. I, that, that's kind of been my contention all week. If Frederick plays, I think Iowa beats them. If Frederick doesn't play, um, yeah. then then I think Iowa's in some trouble. All right. I would agree. All right, Tom. Thanks for Sounds joining good. us. Sounds good. Thanks, sir. We'll okay. catch you next week. All okay. right, Tom. Thanks, guys. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. We probably won't have him next Actually, week. Actually, we might not. Yeah. So, it, in the women, middle of the game. Iowa women now down three. They've missed two bunnies here. In the, there's two minutes to go. They've missed two layups here. Caitlin Clark from the logo. Oh, she missed it. Anyway. I can't do that on the air, can I? Can well, I you, yeah, you I can mention it, but yeah. you're not a... Two minutes to go in that game. You're not, and, you're uh, not supposed to give play-by-play. Play. 22 fight. turnovers. 22 turnovers and missed another three. And we'll be back after the break. We'll let you know what happens on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1,700, the champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1,700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here at the Alchemy Lounge, Foundry Distilling Company, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Hawkeye women down six now, and Northwestern's got the ball, number 23 Northwestern. Probably going to go on and beat Iowa. Uh, 26 turnovers, I counted right now. It might be 24, but I think it's, it's, it's been a, a rough day for them on the turnover front. Looks like they're going to go down to defeat uh, at home. We'll see how that finishes up here in a minute. Uh, just a couple of reminders. There's a lot of good things you can do here at uh, Foundry Distilling. Uh, including tours, you can call them up, or you can email uh, our man. <laughs> you can you can email right here, Max at Foundry Distilling Company, and check into whether or not you want to do a private tasting, a private tour, hold a party here. That's one of the funner things to do. more funner is that more, a word? Yeah, more it fun, is. Man. It's an Iowa. One of the funner word. things you can do uh, here, as well as you know, if you want to just come by and hang out at the Alchemy Lounge it's, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, it's a nice place to do that. Is it, believe, maybe you've noticed it's I, quieter when we do the show. I, here, I, be, right? I believe Scott Bush calls it the Tasting Lounge. That's it. Maybe the Tasting Lounge. Hey, let me tell you something. Cold weather's here. If your pipes burst, you got to call EMP and Plumbing. You got to call AMP. I, in fact, I got my thing today from uh, my uh, lawn and uh, my lawn company about uh, turning on my uh, sprinkler system, and uh, I had a little issue because right. it froze. And so AMP and Plumbing will be doing that before, and I, I'm going to have to call them up and say, "Guess what? You're not turning it on this year. AMP and Plumbing is going to take care of that for me." Thank you very as much. As they fix that, so uh, that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, also, want to of course uh, give a shout out to our our friends at Remax Realty. And Doug Stonehawker in particular at DSMRealEstate.com. Doug Stonehawker, 
uh, been part of the family for a long time. Twenty six years for me. His whole life. Uh, well, well, him and uh, actually, I knew him in Iowa. We didn't even know, right? Right. That, that, you know, we've we've figured that out. But uh, of course, his uncle uh, ran the business for a long time and was part of the family with us and and got us into our first couple of homes. And now Doug helped us into this one, and he's been great. DSMRealEstate.com. You can check him out off of uh, the link we've got on thehawkeyehuddle.com if you'd like. Uh, we do the home team of the week. I found one. You got one. I'm taking Michigan. Uh, on Saturday against Indiana. What's the, what are they given? I'm going to guess it's probably going to be seven. Okay. And it, by the way, somebody who does no studying guesses the Iowa-Illinois line. You did. You said minus, one, minus two. two and, minus two. And I saw an early look-ahead line uh, there on CBS Sports, minus two. Illinois, minus two tomorrow. Tomorrow? Um, you know, that. Uh, I think Tom's right. With C.J. Frederick... If he were to warm up, warm up and play, that, that certainly would give the, a huge boost. Just an entirely different thing when well, you when you're, ball it's handler it's and twelve shooter probably and, ten yeah. twelve points a game. He makes big shots. It just it just it just is. And somebody else they have they have to guard. Absolutely right. It's another it's another one to think about. Another thing to think about. Absolutely. Um, wrestlers, by the way, we were um, close. What nine and nine one? one? They went nine and one against uh, Minnesota the other night. Number fifteen, Minnesota. They win thirty five to four up there in Minneapolis. How long? Only how lost. long was uh, Spencer Lee? I don't know what how long it was. Quick. Spencer Lee, of course, had a pin. I don't think he's just, been to the second period yet. No, he hasn't. It was only two two matches, but he's he's knocked them both out in the first round. Technical fall for DeSantos. Ironman, uh, you know, he ended up with a major decision, so he's improving. I think Kemmerer had a major decision. They were I, when I I mean I turned it on. It was eighteen to nothing. I'm like, oh, I forgot, and I, you know, and there it was. That's exactly what happened to me in the uh, first meet, right? Um, Cassiope, the only one that lost, and and he lost to number one. Uh, what's the kid's name? Luke. What's the kid's name? Gabe, oh, Gabe. Uh, uh, Gabe. I don't Sheridan? know. Sheridan? Okay. Anyway, number one guy pretty much toyed with him, so he's good. That's a major decision. It's a major decision, yeah. So he lost that one. But other than that, Iowa was really good. So um, what they've got coming up this weekend, uh, they have Illinois, number nine Illinois, on BTN on Sunday, by the way, at home. Um, and what they're doing, so this was – is this going to be the triple meet? I think the triangular. The triangular in Michigan's out, right? Right. So. I, I'm so. Actually, the Michigan game on Saturday probably is not going to be played. No athletics for oh, Michigan. Oh, yeah, so you're wrong about that. They can't play. Yep. Your home team's wrong already. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, why would they even have line on it then? Well, it was just on the scoreboard. I was uh, just lo- I was looking at the so, schedule. Um, Arizona so, State tonight against uh, there you, California. There you go. Minus so, eight. Um what they're doing, and it'll be interesting to see. I saw this. Uh, the Hawkeye wrestlers, they're going to have extra matches, right, that just don't count. Doors are opening up 830. I think the, the regular match starts at 11. The meet starts at 11. But starting at, like, 930, they're going to just have guys from Iowa wrestling, guys from Illinois, like extra dudes. So the, the backups. Right. Like the JV well, game. Well, in this case, apparently, the so they got Reyna and uh, Kennedy, both freshmen, true freshmen are scheduled to go ahead and wrestle for Iowa because he's pretty confident they're going to win, right? Right. So he's going to go ahead and wrestle the true freshman instead of other guys, right? So then your normal dudes might be uh, might be wrestling other guys for, for Illinois earlier in the day just for kicks and giggles. That's kind of fun. Why sure not? Is. Right? I, it sounds like they're letting people in, too. It said the door is open at 830. I've read that, so I don't know. Anyway. Certainly cold air will um, be going in. 
So they've got that coming up, uh, and, and that will be interesting. Is that in Carver? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Iowa, Illinois on Sunday on BTN in the wrestling. Uh, and the so what women, time is that? I might have to set I think it. it's 11. Okay. Uh, 84-80, and the Iowa women are about to go down to, down to defeat here. That'll put them at four and four in the Big Ten, and five and or nine and four, and five and four overall in the Big Ten. All right. So as we look at this game tomorrow night for the men, C.J. Frederick playing is a big deal. By the way, I I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a big deal. Believe me, it's, it's just one huge. more thing to think about. There's just no question about it. But um, the the way Iowa can play defense. Against obviously, Io Desumu is the second leading scorer in the Big Ten behind Luca, Luca Garza. That's important. What do they do with Kofi Coburn? That's important. And can Illinois hit outside shots? Because I've watched Illinois a number of times now, and basically it comes down to this: they got three or four guys. If they're hitting their shots from the outside, then their inside guys are fine. If they aren't, they have trouble. I mean, I watch. You know, I watch. I know Missouri's pretty good, but I watched them lose in Missouri, and just because they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I watched them lose in Maryland; they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. It's the same thing that you run into with Iowa a little bit. They're mirror images in some ways, and and Champagne without the uh, without the Orange Crush and the crazies and all that, it's not that big of a deal, right? Well, it's not. It's certainly not as big a deal as uh, as it would be with those fans there. There's no question about that. It's it's. The only difference is you got travel. Now, Iowa City of Champagne's a pretty short bus ride. Probably one movie. <laughs> you know, uh, you're probably not watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, I, mm, five, six hours. To Champagne from yeah. Iowa City? Yeah, it's a little bit further than you think it is. No. It's not super, it's not super short. It can't, be more, it can't be more. It's downstate. can't be three hours. You go to 74 and you just take it right in. It's downstate. I think, but but you're right. It's not a long bus ride. It's not a terrible bus ride. By the way, did you see that the, 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 the NCAA tournament uh, has um, the, been the um, they've put out their protocols. One of them being, if you're 350 miles or closer, you're gonna you got to ride a bus to to Indianapolis. If you're outside of 350 miles, <laughs> Iowa is 356. They can fly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So that's well, that's good. Could they just say they were in Coralville to get three fifty eight? We're already. I don't know, but um, that's that's the line that they drew in the sand. Isn't and, that something? But they have also been fairly clear about um, they were they were they expect once those teams get there that those teams will um, do everything they can within their bubbling and social distancing protocols and masks to to stop any kind of a COVID issue. Um, they will not knock teams out just for having one player having COVID. But if there's contract tracing, that's going to be a problem. Teams are just not going to get play. They're just going to lose. And they're going to have to move on. So right. It's going to go. It's right? just how it is. It's how it is. Well, it's like Iowa State the other night had four starters out. Fine. Then you play the game with what you get. Right. Exactly. That would have been good information to know about eight minutes before that game started. <laughs> oh, well. Would that have helped you? Do we have a, do we have a Foundry Distilling last call? Well, obviously, we've got... Uh, we got the big game tomorrow against Illinois. Boy, my heart says Iowa. My head is telling me Illinois. Um, I'm gonna take the Hawks and a or Illinois in a heartbreaker. Like, Andy Kaufman turning around from from 35 feet, uh, no, not, getting not, three seconds to shoot a one second shot. Not not quite that bad, but something like 
High scoring, too, like 85, 83 or something. This is how bored I was on Monday night. I'm flipping through YouTube, and there it is. Andy Kaufman shot, and I watch it. There's no question. It took him three seconds to shoot that one, that shot with the second half to go. It's unreal. Caught the ball, turned around, took a dribble, and uh, shot. Christian right? Leitner. Unreal. Unreal. But, uh, I, God, I'm just such a homer. But I just I feel like... I just don't see Iowa laying an egg ever twice in a row this year. Well, I I, let me tell you, the intensity on Friday night is going to be a lot better than it was against I, Indiana. I, I agree, and, I, and if, if if CJ gets to play and he's any semblance of himself, I don't have a problem with it. I think Iowa wins it. I think Iowa does win it. It's probably not a super – that's not a runaway. I it's, certainly it's – nice, it's, a, it's a close one. What I'm hopeful for is, is that they get a chance to play Michigan State on Tuesday. And they come out and come back to Carver and win that. Yeah, game. I hope we're talking to you next week. By the way, probably from from uh, G Migs. And I hope you're talking after two victories for Iowa, so we can enjoy that game against Ohio State. There we go. Thanks uh, to Tom Caker for helping us out tonight. We'll talk to you next week on seventeen hundred. That's it.